Smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with sports. Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with sports done right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the sports-tacular governor's mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports done right. Up next. What's up, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor, be right with you. Hang on.
your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Oh, we're serving it all right. What's up, everybody? Vince Wright, Sports Gov. And we are back live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sports Dumb Rack coming to you from Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities up here in God's country. What's happening to everybody? Want to give a special shout out to Janie over there in North Hudson, Wisconsin. First up on the Twitter sphere, Big Mike and Eden Prairie always rolling deep with us. Want to say what up to some of our people in the Spreaker.com chat room. That's right, Sports Done Right chat room. Gov is definitely back. What's up, Sluggo? And Big L's voice, as he says. Big L is in here as well. What up to you, sir? And hopefully we'll have some more folks in our chat room. If you want to call Sports Done Right, you can give us a call live. Six, excuse me, 651-968-0521. Again, 651-968-0521. Four? Did I say 2-1 last time? I think I did. Okay, last time, correct. You can tell we've been off for a minute. <laughs> 651-968-0524. That's the Gov's direct line here. I hope you all are doing well after a uh, uh, Father's Day weekend. I hope all the pops is out there. We're able to partake in some good food, some good drink, and most of all, your family and your friends. So I, I know I did. Had a great time. So, again, thank you. All right. So, let's get started. Sports done right. Usually every Tuesday night now, uh, my real job being an insurance that kind of, you know, you, you got to go where those policies are. But anyway, most of the time we are on Tuesday night, 730 Central Time here at Spreaker.com. Also on XSquadAffiliates.com as well. Uh, want to say what up to the Miss Lovely uh, Mocha Bella, who has joined us here in the chat room. Mocha Bella, the queen of Miami-Dade County land down there in South Florida. Thank you for popping in here. Appreciate that. And the host of the Kicking It With Kesey show, the one and only Kesey Ingram joining us. The one and only Mr. Whole Team himself. Check him out, by the way. Uh, lending his voice to many spots. Yo, this is your boy, Kicking It With KC Show. And when I want to jam on a Sunday evening, I'm kicking back with my man, Mandelion, listening to some jams and also engaging topics. Be sure to tune in. X Squad Affiliates. X go give it to you. Indeed, X is definitely going to give it to you. Appreciate you coming through. My main man, Angry Black Man, has popped in here. And the one and only, the littlest of the Mickey Fickies himself. And, of course, co-host of the Sports and More show. And, you know, sometimes guest on Sports Done Right as well. Reggie Lawrence, the DJ himself, has joined us. Want to say what up to him? Appreciate you coming through, Reg. 
Reg, big Cleveland Indians fan. And oh, by the way, Twins fans uh, in the bottom, or excuse me, top of the third. We got a scoreless game, downtown Minneapolis, Target Field, the Red Sox and the Twins going at it. Want to say what up to Mandelion, host or half of the host of Tasty Talk Tuesday. After my show, keep it tuned on Spreaker.com. And if you haven't searched for Tasty Talk, let me tell you about the show. Make sure the kids are put to bed. Make sure you close those curtains because this is an adult relationship show like no other coming to you deep. From the heart, down south, Dixie Lamb, that's right, Atlanta ATL. And we got Mandelion, Mandeezy, and his lovely better half, Girly Girl. And they're hosting, in all honesty, a great show. You're going to hear a lot of great, what I used to call baby-making music, that old-school R&B, that slow-down stuff, that, you know, grab-them-hips-tight type of music. And there she is, Miss Girly Girl herself, Angry Black in the house. What up? And what we're going to get into tonight on Sports Done Right, a couple different topics. Um, You know, we're in baseball season now, NBA Finals, which I will speak on here shortly, over. So now we're kind of cruise control with baseball. And obviously, everybody's just overdoing it on the football uh, talk, the football this, the football that. Here at Sports Done Right, I do like to take a step back. I mean, obviously, if news is breaking, we'll report on it here, but... I don't get too in-depth except for tonight. After our first break, the one and only, that's right, Coach Dennis Green finally, finally gets into the Minnesota Vikings Hall of Fame. We love that. Rest in peace to Coach Denny. Uh, Big, big fan of Coach Dennis Green. Wasn't always pretty up here, but the, he was around for 10 years, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Want to say what up to the man from northern Minnesota. And I Actually, RC, I won't be too far away from you. Me and the wife are heading up north to the Grand Rapids area. Checking out a little Sugar Lake Lodge action. But anyway, folks, the one and only RC Ronald Cameron Boxing Extraordinaire in the building. <laughs> And speaking of boxing, the rematch is signed. Triple G, Canelo Alvarez. I don't know, man. The rose is kind of off the, the, or the luster is off the rose, as they say here. I, I, I don't know, man. Of course, I'm going to watch it. Of course, I'll be into it. But with Alvarez and the PEDs, there's just a little stank on it. But that's all right. So again, we're going to get into Dennis Green. Got a lot of sound from Dennis Green because I want the fans in Minnesota. I want actually, I want everybody listening to the show. But you know, our home base is Minnesota, the Upper Midwest Vikings country, as we got to share it up here with the cheeseheads to the east of us here in Wisconsin. But because this show is uh, has a great following in Western Wisconsin, man, let me tell you. We got a lot of good sound. We got Chris Carter talking about Dennis Green on the Colin Cowherd show. We got Randy Moss upon his NFL Hall of Fame enshrinement. Pulled some sound about what he remembers from Dennis Green and what Dennis Green did for him. 
We do got it's it is about five minutes, but it, it really it's it's an interview that Coach Green did on the NFL Network, and you'll kind of understand where he's coming from in terms of his early days in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, actually admiring a. I hate using the term, but a pseudo family member of mine, Sandy Stevens, former Gopher quarterback, who was the first black quarterback here at the University of Minnesota, and how that inspired Dennis Green to want to play football in the Big Ten, where he did at the University of Iowa. You're going to hear sound, the infamous, yeah, yeah, we we got the Arizona loss as well, but we're going to remember Coach Dennis Green here tonight and, and really his place in Minnesota Viking history in terms of his place in Minnesota sports history, because he deserves a, a, a place on that mantle because Vikings did very well under Dennis Green. It wasn't always pretty. He may not have gotten along with the press at times, but we'll get into that as well. You'll get my thoughts tonight too on the NBA. The season's over. Golden State does it again. they did it again golden state sweeping reggie's cleveland cavaliers did anybody expect cleveland to win a game i don't know i don't know we're gonna read some chat here shortly looks like everybody is in the mix saying what up to everybody R.C. says he loved Coach Green. It ended badly for him in Minnesota, but he led the Vikings to the playoffs eight out of ten years. He sure did. And, you know, he was only the second, well, the second in the modern era in terms of black coaches in the NFL. You're going to hear Chris Carter tell you about putting in that third receiver and in a sense kind of being a revolutionary there with a new offense. Angry Black says he went to junior high school with Coach Green's son. He was coach at Northwestern then. Oh, okay, okay. Angry Black, hold up. You from the Evanston area? You from the north side of Chicago? You rolling deep like that? You rolling in some funds, Angry Black man? <laughs> Angry got paid. Oh. RC says Denny's son had a radio show on ESPN. And I used to chat quite a bit on his show and he'd always answer my questions. I never knew that. I never knew that. Big L says Cleveland should have won game one for the NBA. So we'll get into that. And then also we're going to talk just a little bit about Tiger Woods. Kind of let's think of it as a progress report. I know in the show's description I put, can Tiger win again? And... I do think he can, but we'll talk about more about maybe what it's going to take for him to win because I do have some thoughts on that, but it is always good to see Tiger Woods back. At least he seems healthy. At least the back seems not to be an issue. The knee seems not to be an issue. So we like that. Angry Black says, Gov. He's from Evanston, but not the rich side. What, is there a poor side of Evanston? Oh! I don't know, man. I have yet to see that every time I go back home to Chi-Town. Tell me where I need to be looking at Angry Black. 
want to welcome Big Kev, host of Clutch Talk Sports Radio. He says Shinnecock Hills was terrible at the U.S. Open. Yeah, man. I, you know, I don't I don't know if it's an inside joke with the USGA and Shinnecock Hills particularly. And if you're a member there, I'd, I'd probably be very upset to give up my course for all these months and then to have basically the whole world ridiculing my golf club. But it is what it is. It didn't get any better from uh, 2004, I think, was the, the last time there where they had the same issues. And then on Sunday for the final round, Clutch Talk, they go the exact other way and make the course very easy. Now, all of a sudden, we have course records being tied where guys before couldn't even keep the ball on the green. So I don't know. I, I listened to some PGA radio on satellite. No, Hank Haney was very pissed off. He's been going at it on his show. Uh, you know, it's Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, for the past couple of days now. And the golf community, but guess what? Guess where the golf tournament's going to be in 10 years? For all that griping and all that bitching, guess what? It's right back at Shinnecock Hills, baby. Back to your corners. Let the fight begin. Angry Black says, Big old west side all the time and was a teen on the south side. All right, all right. My grandma lived over in Englewood, 57th and Morgan Avenue. Want to shout out over there. There's ain't a whole lot left over there, but want to say what up to, to the peeps. All right. We got Sarah calling from, or, excuse me, texting from Circle Pines. <clears throat> excuse me. And again, this is Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com, Tuesday nights. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can follow the show on Instagram, Sports Done Right, Facebook, Sports Done Right, and come on in, chat, and get your little daily sports feed from the Sports Done Right crew. That's right, that me, the the Vice Governor, the First Lady, Angie, right, everybody, man. So, all right, they don't need to go back there at all. It is unwatchable golf, including. Yeah, Phil Mickelson going belly up. And, you know, I don't try and pretend like I'm a golf purist by any means. I, as you know, married into a golf family. Angie and her family are big time golfers. If this was Augusta, they would have booted him out on the spot. They literally would have came and picked Phil up and thrown him out on his butt right then and there. Uh, watched his ass skid down the down the driveway if he had pulled that at the Masters. U.S. Open, and because it's Phil, he does it with a big smile on his face. People get a little chuckle, but I'll tell you what, man, Phil's caught some heat. Phil has definitely caught some heat, and it, it doesn't happen often, but he's getting some negative press out of this. People are not happy with him, you know. I think people feel like, look, we know the course was set up as a joke. We get that. But still, you can't just put the ball. It misses the cup and then you run and, and hit it back before it goes down uh, the green. Mr. Cabal himself, Jersey Vern in the building. Appreciate you, sir, coming through the one and only Ohio State man himself. 
Big L, Yo Vince's Wilder and Joshua go or just BS. Man, I hope it's a go. There's big time negotiations going on, but there ain't been nothing signed yet. I know I saw that on Twitter and Facebook the other day. I think they may have agreed in principles, but notice Big L from Little Rock, Arkansas. You have not had any official announcements yet. RC, who is the boxing guru here, uh, feel free to weigh in in the Spreaker.com chat room. Since RC won't call in to any of the shows, man, I'm going to get you, RC. <laughs> I'm going to get you. Oh, and, and real quick, speaking of boxing too, uh, I got to take a quick minute here. I will no longer be hosting ringside on IE Sports Radio. Nothing bad. It's just literally a time issue. And I told Larry B and the fine folks at IE Sports Radio that I'm not doing their show, uh, you know, the service that it deserves by, you know, going on last second with shows and not having a regularly scheduled show over there. So uh, I hope they can find a way to continue to show the great folks at IE Sports Radio. I still listen. I still tweet out their stuff and share the shows. And Larry is a huge fan of uh, the X-Squad family as well. So don't let anything change there. It's just a time issue. I, I just literally didn't have time and I didn't want to do Larry's show any injustice. So no longer doing the boxing show. Uh, Chief Rocker says little how you, about your Arkansas and Chicago teams. Uh, I think he's instead of Big L, he's calling them Little L. Uh, Big L says, damn, Vince, we need some boxing. Come on, man. I will do plenty of boxing coverage, and that's the one thing on this show. I promise you, Big L, uh, when big fights are happening, we're going to be all over it, just like any other major sporting event. I just didn't have time for a separate day's show. And like I said, and, you know, I appreciate all the fans and everybody who listened and shared the show. And like I said, keep an eye open. Larry's going to let us know what he does with that show. Larry's a big boxing fan himself. So I imagine him and Gilbert will probably be doing some hosting in the uh, beginning. And then maybe another host or or Jules may be coming back. Jules had to leave the show as well because of some commitments I think that he has as well. So, but don't worry, Big L, man. We got you covered, brother. We got you covered. All right, so we are 25 minutes in already. Let's do this here. Let's get our first break in here because when I come back, like I said, um, we're going to talk about Dennis Green. We are going to talk about the NBA. Again, Minnesota Twins, Miguel Sano. And let me answer this real quick because that was from Sarah and Circle Pines that she sent this in. Uh, speak on Miguel Sano, Gov. He, he, he's supposed to be the twin savior, yet he can't stay in shape. Now he's been demoted to Class A baseball. What the hell's going on with this dude? Appreciate that, my friend from Circle Pines. All right, so again, sports done right. Vince Wright, Sports Gov here. I don't know what's going on with Miguel Sano. I really don't. He, he has all the talent in the world. I don't know if he just refuses to keep himself in shape, if he refuses to work out, if he refuses to, to keep his game tight, or if he just doesn't get it. If he just don't get it, Lord help the twins, because there's an article I'm going to refer to tonight from, um, I think it was Chip Scoggins, referring to these uh, Minnesota twins, their youth. And how the twins are actually at some type of crossroads right now. 
Raiders for Life is in the building. What is up, sir? Future fan of the Las Vegas Raiders. What's happening? All right, so let's do this. Like I said, <laughs> one last chat here from Spreaker, our uh, Sports Done Right chat room. RC from Duluth, Minnesota. Calling the brother out, laugh out loud. From what I read, it's Joshua's camp who's holding up the fight. Joshua can make a huge money fighting Tyson Fury in the UK, and they're using that as leverage against Wilder in his camp. Yeah, you know, always got to try. They're trying to squeeze out every dollar they can. Every dollar that they can. That's all they're doing. And hey, I don't blame them. You know, this is the heavyweight fight of, uh, you know, past few years. He wants to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. Let's... And I think it'll be very interesting to see what type of money gets thrown around for this fight. So we'll keep eyes on that. But again, welcome Raiders for Life. Everybody on Twitter, all my Minnesota people, all my Western Wisconsin people as well. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Get some commercials, got a couple tunes. We'll be right back and we'll be right back to talk about our main man, Denny Green on Sports Done Right. saying to your friend get a different face and posting on their feed they're super ugly the things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true so tell your friend i'll stand up for you don't worry i know what to do tell the world i see Know someone who's being bullied online? Send the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble, and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool, and you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more about the witness emoji at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. What's happening, everyone? Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. And when I am chilling in the executive mansion, my radio is always tuned to the Kicking It with KC show. When I need to find out what's happening on them streets in the ATL, I'm always tuned in to KC Ingram. Spreaker.com, 2 Live Studios Radio, also XSquadAffiliates.com. Make sure you're checking out my main man, KC Ingram. Peace.
the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. So then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer because you see I last long. My crew is never ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, I swear you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply the fight is not the man. Because you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs. Because I love it when you whack MCs despise me. They get vexed, I will next, cause none can test me. I'm just a flat MC who's five for three and very brave. On top remaining, no home training, cause I misbehave. I come correct in full effect of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura's positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the vibe, The presence was fitting, it was hot. The Viper and me, the abstract. The rhymes were so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey, yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock what? those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I received the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080. Record company people are shady. So kids, watch your back, cause I think they smoke crack. I don't doubt it. Look at how they act. Look off the better things like a hip hop forum. Pass me the rock and I'll score them with the corn and proper. What you say, hammer? Proper. Rap is not pop if you call it that and stop. Mother like me would be a piece of shit to you. Strong, thick and tender. 
You'll surrender to this gender when you pull up to my fender. Work it like a blender. The next contender. What I got, you got to get it, put it in you now. Did I offend ya, Mr. Pretender? If I was to front upon your girl, would you defend her? Or would you diss her and just dismiss her? Would you say I love you? Would you kiss her? Why do you insist on playing silly games? Cause when you lie to me, to yourself, you do the same. Why do you have a woman if you want to be free? And if you're really in love, then why are you hitting on me? Uh, I ain't lying. That ain't my woman. I, I've known her for a long time, but that ain't my woman. We hung out a few times. My sister's friend, but that ain't my woman. Nah, nah. Mr. Pretender. I'm strong as long as I'm winning. Mr. Pretender. You should have known from the beginning. Girl, you missed the clues. But really, if you knew, a month of mother like me would be a piece of shit to you. Mr. Pretender. Stop pretending. Mr. Pretender. Check the message that I'm sending. You say that you're real, but you ain't real to me. And big motherfuckers just don't appeal to me. Sounds like a Nazi moron was usually into attention to prove the definition of a true Mr. Pretender. Dismiss the claim you're on. Once you kiss the player on these lips, what's between hips? Give to man or schlong. Online game was tight, call the finger pimping. Diminish inhibitions, then I kill them like Simpson. Only comment on the family pics the most classy. Don't find out till later that I'm so nasty. Get you with the combo skills, Harley Boy. Got a real charming story, so you feel sorry for me. Thinking I'm the boyfriend, but never will it be. Why buy the cow now when they get the milk for free? Told you that I love you underneath the covers, but the problem is, I think I probably said the same to seven others. And you're messaging each other, sharing notes with one another about a brother. What a busted, insecure motherfucker. Mr. Pretender, stop pretending. Mr. Pretender, check the message that I'm sending. You say that you're real, but you ain't real to me. And fake motherfuckers just don't appeal to me. Mr. Pretender. Strong as long as I'm winning. Mr. Pretender. You should have known from the beginning. Girl, you missed the clues. But really, if you knew, a motherfucker like me would be a piece of shit to you. Uh, nah, you you didn't ask me if we had sex. You you asked me if we hung out. And, well, maybe we had sex a long time ago, but that don't even count because... Oh, oh, so just because she said we had sex yesterday, you, you gonna believe her? Oh, you don't believe me? Oh, alright, I might as well just leave if you don't believe me, man. To hell with this, man. I'm out of here, man. Mr. Pretender, I think you know who you are And if you wanna get with me, you ain't gonna get very far Cause see, I've played every game, seen every trick in the book And if you try that shit on me, I'll have your ass shook Take one look into these eyes, cause I tell no lies And that little thing of yours ain't getting nowhere near these thighs I see straight through that shit, you think I'm some silly bitch Well go ahead and test me, cause I'll turn into a wicked witch And flip this shit, cause you're not worth my time The only thing you've done for me is help me write this rhyme So Mr. Fake, stop your front and you've been caught, so just surrender Cause you've just met your match, can you be real Mr. Pretender? The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. That's me. Let's get back to the show. What up, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor, coming in to you from Minnesota. The one and only. Your sports governor. My name's Bob. James I'm talking about in a screen, LeBron James. 
going? All right, Jersey Burn. I told Jersey we get his college fight song and the old Ohio State song here for a few seconds. Yeah, Kev, I'll get you that remix. All right, we are back talking about Dennis Green, the man on the high road. Um, the second winningest Vikings coach behind Bud, Bud Grant. And had a span of 10 years of a lot of, a lot of success. And here's some sound from the old coach himself. Let's do it, baby. All right, let's go get it. You guys just got the worst call of the damn year. The guy was hit. He went down. He didn't trip on his own. Is that right? Hell yes. All right, going to have some chances today now. Make them plays now. Make them come pry it off. We went on the road. 70,000 excited, hostile environment fans. And we got ourselves a win. We all know we can play better, but I'm going to tell you something. Atlanta can play better, too. They're quick, and we know that. You got to take a little starch out of them. My goodness. What kind of day is this? All right, let's go. New game. First one score wins. Let's score first. We got to march all night and then fight all day. All right, now, hey, let's get real aggressive. It's going to be this aggressive kind of game now. Troy, it takes a lot of banging now. It takes a lot of banging to get it done. Good job. Takes a lot of banging to get it done. Good job. Way to work it. But it was clear that we are a quicker team than we were last year, a more explosive team than we were last year, and I think we got that little bit extra drive. Special teams at the tempo. Defense stopped the run. Offense ran the ball, and the rest of the play start taking care of itself. You know, when I think of Coach Green, think of a player's coach, somebody that knows how to relate with the players, um, you know, when he was coaching in the 80s and the 90s, a, a guy that came and, you know, was a head coach at Stanford in 1977. And he was the running back coach there. He was part of Bill Walsh's, uh, Bill Walsh's crew, though, or his, excuse me, Bill Walsh was the head coach at Stanford at the time. And then Dennis Green was on that staff and, you know, becoming one of the purveyors of what became the West Coast offense in the pros as he worked as a special teams coach for the 49ers when Bill got that job. Came back to Stanford as the offensive coordinator and then became the first black head coach in Big Ten history in 1980. And took over, and, and people need to understand this. He took over a Northwestern team that was the laughing stock of college football. The absolute worst Division I college program. And let that sink in for a minute because I, that is not an overstatement. I mean, he took over the ultimate college program. And the the sound that you heard there from the NFL Network, 
and, you know, all this stuff on the internet that you can go read about him. He took over. Look, Northwestern was, had one win in 32 or in their last 33 games when he was named the head coach. One and thirty one thirty one and one in their last thirty three games. And at the time he got that job, he was only the second African American head coach in Division One history. After Willie Jeffries, who had coached down in Wichita State, and they didn't even have a football team at that time, if I remember correctly. After being named Big Ten Coach of the Year in 1982, he left Northwestern in 1985, headed back west to hang out, became a receivers coach for the Niners. And then in 1989, he took over the head coaching job over at Stanford. And again, Stanford, not the Stanford of today. Let's leave it at that. He was there from 1989 to 1991. And here's what helped him at Stanford. Now, his overall record was 16 and 18, you know, almost 500%. But he beat the Cal Golden Bears three times in what's called the big game. That's their arch rival, Stanford and the California Golden Bears. UC Berkeley, as they're also known across the country. And in 1990, his team defeated the number one ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish in South Bend, Indiana as well. And obviously, that never happened. And then he took his team in there and and beat the Fighting Irish. Finished there with an 8-3 record. And then off to Minnesota. From 1992 to 2001, then he roamed the purple sidelines. The new sheriff was in town, as he said, as his opening press conference. I will see that was one of his monikers that always stuck with the Minnesota faithful up here. The new sheriff in town and becoming the second black head coach after Art Shell in the modern era of the NFL as well. Third all-time, if you throw in Fitz, Fritz Pollard, way, way, way back. We talked about him on a podcast a couple years ago. Let me, let me give you some sound here. This, now hang with me, folks. And I, and I know doing this some of you might peep out but this is really for the minnesota people but i really want you to listen to this interview it's about five minutes denny green on the nfl network talking about his life where he comes from coming up in the late 60s the civil rights era uh how sandy stevens who i got to meet as a child a few times because my uncle married sandy stevens's sister and to this day, everybody, the families are great friends, the Bells and the Stevens. 
But you'll hear how Sandy Stevens influenced him to come play in the Big Ten and a few other things as well. So I understand if you got to peep out. We can talk about them Yankees chief rocker when I get back here, but this is a real important interview, especially if you're really a Vikings fan. So you got five minutes, crack a beer, drink what you drink and smoke what you smoke. Do what you gotta do, people. And let's listen to Coach Dennis Green on his life. Growing up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, I always felt that I was born at the right time. I'm the youngest of five boys, so my mom and dad, they yell out, Billy, Bobby, Stan, Greg, and Dennis, you know, let's do this, let's do that. So I was Dennis, I was the youngest. My parents, unfortunately, died when I was very young. It was an incredible blow to me. I was the youngest. My dad died when I was 11 years old. We were very close, and then my mother died when I was 13. And so I had to grow up very fast. I also, though, had to try to be positive in a world that looked pretty pretty rough to me. I mean, life seemed like it wasn't very fair. In fact, I know it wasn't very fair. Dennis Green was a child of the 1960s and witnessed the height of the civil rights movement. As America was slowly changing, so were his educational opportunities. I was senior class president, vice president of student council at a school that was probably about one-third African-American. So it wasn't about race then. By the time I came along, all that hard work that Martin Luther King had done, all that hard work, the civil rights, all that opportunity that said that if you go to school, take care of business, and get the job done in the classroom, then people look at you for who you are, not the color of your skin. In 1967, when I came out of high school, in my opinion, that was really kind of the opening, particularly of the black athlete. I can remember the 1960 big game, Iowa, against Minnesota. And they had Sandy Stevens. I had seen Sandy Stevens play at Uniontown High School. When he went to the Big Ten, I was like, okay, if that's good enough for Sandy Stevens, that's good enough for anybody. And so I became interested in the Big Ten. Green earned a football scholarship to Iowa, enrolling in 1967. When I went off to Iowa, we had a class of 30, but surprisingly, 15 of those 30 guys were African-Americans. And it became kind of a very exciting time for us. Green started at tailback for Iowa for three seasons. And after leaving Iowa, began working his way up to coaching ranks in college, including a stint with Bill Walsh's staff at Stanford. On December 23, 1980, Northwestern University made history hiring Green as their head coach, making him the first ever African-American head football coach in the Big Ten. Back in 1981, there weren't that many black head coaches in the entire country. When I interviewed for the Northwestern job and got it, I really believed in it. I believed that we could turn around. I felt I had a good, solid background. So even though I was only 31 years old, I had been coaching for 10 full years. My pitch was always the same. First off, what I told Northwestern, I'm a Big Ten man. I had played football in the Big Ten, was an assistant coach in the Big Ten, and understood the Big Ten. It made me feel proud because I realized uh, all the civil rights things that had taken place, uh, civil rights battles over all the years, and then for this small school up in the northern suburbs, Evanston, to be the first. Not Michigan, not Michigan State, not Iowa, but Northwestern's one who I felt had to have that courage to step out and say, we're going to hire 
the best available guy for this job. He might be 31, that's fine. He's an African-American, that's fine. We don't care. We want him because we think he can help build our program. The athletic director that they hired at Northwestern was an assistant coach with me at Stanford. And so when he got the athletic director's job at Northwestern, he said, hey, they want me and they're eventually going to want you because you've been at Stanford. You understand the whole idea of a student being first and an athlete being second and how you can combine those two. And that was the philosophy that we brought to Northwestern. In three seasons prior to Green's arrival, Northwestern's record was 131-1. Some even called for the football program to be eliminated. A lot of people felt that, look, we're, we're embarrassing ourselves. We cannot compete against these other schools in the Big Ten, and that we really should drop football. But there were some other people who had been there when they were successful, which was in the 60s, and who felt that we could be successful again, and those people won out. On October 10, 1982, Green led Northwestern to a 31-6 win over Northern Illinois, ending Northwestern's then NCAA record 34-game losing streak. The Wildcats would finish with a record of 3-8. Despite losing eight games, Green won Big Ten Coach of the Year honors. I realized how much respect we had gained as players. We only won three games, but we were in probably eight or nine. I was there five years, and we basically turned that program around. We made them believe in themselves. We had arrived. We had some exciting players. We showed it was a good step in the right direction. Yes, the one and only coach. The one and only. Denny Green, man. Let me tell you something. Trailblazer, he really doesn't get the credit that he deserves for the, being honestly a trailblazing coach. First in the Big Ten, second in the modern era of the NFL, African American head coach. So with the Vikings. This is what you're looking at. 1992. We're just going to run through the years here with the records and where we finish. 11 and 5 in 1992. First in the division, the NFC Central back then. Lost to the Redskins in 1992 in the wildcard game. I was at that game. And oh, I remember it. 9 and 7 in 93, second in the NFC Central, lost to the Giants in the wild card game that year. 10 and 6 in 1994. First in the division, lost to the Bears in the NFC wild card game. Did not make the playoffs the following year. They were 8 and 8 in 1995. In 96, they were 9 and 7, second in the division in 97. Um, or excuse me, in 96, with that 9-7 record, did sneak into the playoffs, lost to the Cowboys in the wild card game. 9-7 in 1997, fourth in the uh, division. We lost to the 49ers in the NFC Divisional game. And then it all came together. The 1998 
Minnesota Vikings. Fifteen and one, obviously first in the division, first overall, number one seed. Oh, and we lost to the Atlanta Falcons. A magical year, and and to this day, I think that we would have beat the Denver Broncos. I thought we were. A team that was much better prepared and and would have been better to play Denver. But you got to beat the teams on the field, man. And, you know, I've talked about it on the show before. We were a city that, you know, when Minnesota gets into a first place, we'll let you know. We'll feel feel our oats, man. You know, we, we feel ourselves up here in the Twin Cities. We're 15 and one, but the team we were playing was 14 and two. You know, put the brakes on for a minute. They only lost one more game. And so I would, uh, you know, I, I remember looking at that number going 14 and two back then in the paper and going, man. I just don't like the vibe right now. The city was on fire. That's cool. It should have been, but I'll never forget. K-Fan, the radio station, they started with their songs. They had the Going to Miami song, the the Will Smith parody. uh, And I was the only one saying, slow up, people. The team we are playing is 14-2. RC in our chat room. That going to Miami song was the beginning of the end. Yes, it was, RC. Yes, it was. Let me ring the bell for the boxing guru. Man. I love the song. I love Will Smith's version. I love going to Miami. Mocha, I love your city. But when they started playing that song nonstop on the sports radio up here, and I, it just, like I said, I, you know, it was almost like I could see the storm in the horizon. And obviously we know the rest is history, but RC, he is definitely right. Let's hear what Chris Carter has to say about his former coach. This was from the Colin Cowherd show. Vikings, and I had already been there for um, for a couple years and was really maturing and developing and really starting to um, find myself as a human being and as an athlete. But I don't think my career would have been the same without Denny Green because the one thing he realized after watching the tape, um, Tom Moore, legendary offensive coordinator, he had Tom call me and say, Chris Carter has to be on the field. Like, we're going to win. So he started the three-receiver offense and said, I'm going to be the – you're going to be the first big slot receiver. So we're going to use you in the slot, use you outside, yeah. not just utilize you in the red zone. So as you can see through my productivity, um, but that was just one part of Denny Green. He also developed me as a man. He really challenged me as a leader, um, Great gave me a great deal of responsibility. And um, I just heard your show coming on before, and you guys were talking about giving people second chances. No one took more second chances on, 
on human beings than Dennis Green. The other Hall of Famer, Randy Moss, on his coach. Man. I don't know, man. I don't know. A lot of... I was six years old playing this game on draft day. I really don't know why I was treated the way I was treated on draft day, but Coach Green gave me an opportunity, man. And I told him, Coach, you're not going to regret this. So you asked me what I would say to him. Man, I'll probably just fall on his arms and give him a hug, man. There's no words that I can tell him. Man, when you hear Randy Moss break down like that, talking about his coach, that should put it in perspective. RC, speaking of Chris Carter, it was him who told Green and Brian Billick to take a knee with 30 seconds left in regulation. Sure it was. Angry Black says, Gov, you can't lose at home with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Bears made it to the Super Bowl shuffle and backed it up. Or made the Super Bowl shuffle, excuse me, and backed it up. They sure did. Big Mike out in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, one of our regulars says, listening to those interviews, I'm almost in tears thinking about 1998 all over again. Exactly. And for old times' sake, after Denny moved on from his 10-year stint with the Minnesota Vikings with a record of 97-62 and 62, excuse me, only four for eight in the playoffs. You know, I thought we had some teams where that number should have been flipped around, but the playoffs is a different beast, and you got to go out there and you got to win on the field. Arizona, he got down to Arizona in 2004 after a three-year hiatus. Went 6-10 and ten in 2004, 5-11 in both 2005 and 2006 before he uh, was, was done coaching for good. 16-32 and 32 down there in the land of the, of the sun, Phoenix, Arizona. Finished third his first two years, fourth the last year. But they had a very good Bears team on the run for most of the game. And then something happened. The Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull bullshit? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Sure did. <laughs> sure did. Want to say what up to Mo Cheese in our Sports Done Right chat room here on Spreaker.com. Again, I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor, coming to you live from the Twin Cities. 
Sports done right. Again, scoreless downtown Minneapolis, top of the sixth inning. The Twins and the Red Sox. That's right. Boston is in town. Barrios on the mound for the Twins. On Actually, because of the rain, I think, earlier today and the, the cooler temperatures, got a very, 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 looks like a slight crowd down there at Target Field tonight. So, regardless, hopefully Twins can win. That was the height of Matt Leinart's career, that game. Yes, it was. 1998 versus Atlanta was the worst loss in Vikings history. Even worse than that damn Hail Mary game in Dallas in 1975. Yeah, yeah, when you're 15-1 and and like angry up. Rafael Devers just went deep for Boston. Red Sox on the board. one nothing. Like the angry black man just said here in the chat room, you, absolutely. When you are 15-1 and one and you are at home and you got the dominant team, you got to finish. And soon as Gary Anderson missed the, the first field goal that he missed all season in that game, like I said, you could it, we were cursed. You could feel it. The whole equilibrium of the stadium of the state went off kilter when that dude missed that field goal. It wasn't the main reason we lost. But he hits it. We probably win by three in regulation. But he misses. And man, the whole state. It was like being, I don't know, like you're on a surfboard, you just bite, almost bite it. The greatest in our chat room here. I want to say what up to him. Appreciate you stopping by from South Central. Now, Raiders for life. I see you got not Gruden for life. And that was the thing. I don't know if you saw earlier. I put in our chat room. Do you think your Raiders make the playoffs next year? Let me know in that chat, sir. But finishing up on the late, great Dennis Green. It didn't end well. You know, there was always run-ins with the press. He accused certain press members of having secret meetings to, to basically bring him down to write nothing but negative stories. I don't, I don't know if it happened. I could see it happening. But the reporters, all of which are still very active in Twin Cities media to this day, Patrick Royce, who's, you know, along with Sid Hartman, you know, one of the old, old, old hands of our local market here. Bob Sansevier, who I've not necessarily really been a fan of. I don't know. He just seems like he's just kind of full of himself at times. And then Dan Barrero, who wrote for the Minneapolis paper here at that time, but is now hosting his long-running show on KFAN Radio, the sports radio station here, who tries to be a little too much of a jokester on his show, but I think when he sticks to sports, actually does a great job with some interviews and talking about his point of view. RC also says, I don't like Jim Suhan. Jim Suhan has really turned off a lot of people here Lately, that is very funny. As you wrote that here, we have Cindy from Edina. And she goes, I hate Patrick Royce and I hate Jim Suhan. (laughs) 
Cindy from Edina as well. Raiders for life says Vince. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Raiders are not better than KC or San Diego, and the Broncos' defense will be outstanding. We will struggle to finish 500. Very interesting. So, Dennis Green, rest in peace. I choose to remember the good times. I think he was a hell of a coach. I think it was a hell of a forgotten trailblazer that he really doesn't get enough credit for that as well because of some of the back and forth and and things that he had to deal with and things that some people said that he he brought upon himself, the infamous lawsuit when he found out a couple members of the board of directors were hinting at possibly trying to bring in Lou Holtz to replace him at a certain point in his tenure. And he came out with his book. And and told some things there. So a very interesting man, a very interesting life. Rest well. Rest well, coach. All right. NBA Finals. Let's finish up on the NBA. Sid is a legend. Talking about, um, I saw someone looking exactly like Sid yesterday. Um, sorry, it looks like Barrios is having some trouble here now in the top of the sixth inning. Twins fans, we'll keep an eye on that for you. Sid Hartman is, what, 96 years old? And he's one of those guys that, you know, he's still, they still put him on the radio. They still have that seat right up front at every single press conference for all the teams for him. He's earned it. It's hard to listen to Sid nowadays. A lot of times you can't understand what he's saying, but what are you going to do? Sid's one of these dudes that he's going to be doing this to to the day he uh, goes home to glory, as we like to say. 98 years old, RC corrects me here exactly. So just to be able to, to, to function as he can at 98, hey, if I ever should live that long, which I definitely don't think I will, but it it is amazing. It is amazing, so... He is a legend, and he gets to call the shots. Mochis, your Braves have been playing some good baseball down there in Atlanta. You know, Jersey piped in earlier. I think Jersey dropped off, but, you know, he was also talking about the Yankees. You know, they've been heating up as late. And I got over in the National League Central, my Cubbies, battling the the Brewers. St. Louis always seems to be right there as well, so... We're off and running with baseball season. Twins going to have to figure something out, though, man, because it's been a while now since we've been in the playoffs. This team struggling. Your your future all-star prospect that you had banked on, Miguel Sano, has now been dropped down to Class A ball. Not so much because of it's being Class A, but I guess what they say is a lot of the coaches that he had come up with and worked with earlier are on this particular Class A affiliate. And they just thought it would be more comfortable for him to work with these people. So regardless, it's it's Class A. Sid and Randy Moss are close. Raiders for life. Vince, y'all sent my boy Sano down. 
Not producing, man. Not producing. You know, he's, he wants a lot of money for a lot of strikeouts. And he can't keep the weight off. At times, he comes close to 300. I I don't understand, man. No, we were talking about that. I do not understand why he he's got to he's got to focus. You got to find it. He he is on the verge of what could be a very nice career. He can get this all back, but the strikeout rate for Miguel Sano has got to change. Big Trey in the house, Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. They had a great show going before mine tonight, again, on the xsquadaffiliate.com network. Another great job by Maestro and Trey. Mochi's Grits Country Roads. Don't you just love the fun nicknames of our live crowd here in the uh, chat room here? The Braves are at least two years ahead of schedule. I think we're going to be the surprise some people this postseason. So Braves... He's got Braves making the playoffs. He's got the Braves in the postseason. Or is it more like... Oh! Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. NBA season's wrapped up. Excuse me, LeBron. The talk has obviously begun. Kawhi Leonard, he wants out. Does Chris Paul stay in Houston? He, depending on the rumor mill, sounds like he does. I think if, and I've said this before, I think if LeBron leaves this time, which I think right now seems likely, I don't think we're going to see the burning of jerseys and obviously the the way it was handled with the decision. But let me ask you this. If he goes to Boston, I mean, Kyrie has already pretty much said, I don't want to play with this guy. So then does Kyrie jet out of Boston? Does LeBron go to a Western Conference team? We know about the house in L.A., I know LA's got the money. I know Magic has to do something this summer for us Laker fans. And apparently the Lakers have money for uh, two max contracts. So Paul George, Kawhi, whoever. Can they finally maybe do a Chris Paul trade? (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't think the... Lakers want Chris Paul at this point. Raiders for Life in our chat room here says the chatters that the Braves are looking big at Mike Mustakis or Mustakis from KC to play third base. Yeah, that'd be a good gift for them. You know, good solid veteran veteran player, which a team who's looking towards the playoffs needs. So I I would definitely be behind double M if your Braves could get them. I think that'd be a very good get for them. Mochi says, yeah, Raiders for life for even going after a bigger name and trading the farm, but I think we have great prospects and we are already ahead of schedule. 
No need to make any crazy moves with the bats we have. We need to shore up the pitching. Yes, I said us Lakers fans. Been a Laker fan since Magic landed at LAX. Uh, Magic Johnson's my favorite basketball player of all time. So there you go. There you go. Joe Maurer at the plate. Looks like he just got hit by a pitch. Twins got a couple runners on base. See if they can get something going here. Be nice to see if they can get a couple wins and get a good Boston team. Mo Cheese, La La Land. Yes, sir. Man, nothing better than Showtime at its height at the Great Western Forum. Man, I wish I was old enough to have just, just once. There's certain places... My generation, I'm 49 now, but growing up, there was always a few places us as guys talked about going. The Playboy Mansion. And for me, I always wanted to get behind the velvet ropes of the Forum Club out at the Great Western Forum. When you'd see those limousines pulling up at Jack Nicholson... And, and, you know, the stars are just getting out and it's the place to be. It's 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 typical what La La Land is all about. But, man, there's just something about the old forum. And I'm, I'm real glad they, they did a great job on renovating the forum and has brought back a, a classic arena back to life out there in Los Angeles as well. So props to the folks in Los Angeles and Inglewood. It's actually in in, in Inglewood, but the the Los the Los Angeles region. Mochis, does LBJ come to LA if he has to wait a year to get Kawhi? So what is this? this is going to be what his eighteenth, nineteenth year in the league for LeBron James? Dang! But does he have a year to wait? That's the question. Um, Magic is going to have to be the Magic Man this offseason. He's going to have to earn that name and make something happen out there in Los Angeles. I don't, as of right now, I don't see it being with LeBron James in the mix. What do you guys think out there? You know, up here, we still have the Fire Tibbs crowd going. Which, I guess I am totally behind. And does Andrew Wiggins, will he be a Minnesota Timberwolf? When the season starts next year. You know they're talking to people behind the scenes. They're trying to fill out what it's going to take, what kind of player they can bring in here to the Twin Cities for the Timberwolves if they do get rid of a Wiggins. And 
We will see, folks. We will see. The problem is Tibbs has that front office job unlock as well. And that's that means he's probably going to be around for a minute. Unfortunately, I think that is going to be the case. Oh, boy. All right, folks. Well, let's get into our last break of the evening here. When we come back, we'll finish up the show. We'll get you ready for Tasty Talk Tuesday. Our friends over at xsquadaffiliates.com, Girly Girl, Mandeezy, talking about those adult relationships. And the Gov would like to send one out to all those beautiful women, all the lovely ladies, the great moms, all you gorgeous gals out there, my wonderful wife, everyone. We'll be right back after this. Sports done right here on Spreaker.com.
Mr. King, yo, it's about a thing, uh, yo, are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. 
with the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, let's wrap it up, y'all. Sports done right. Good night edition. Good morning. My name's Bob. James Bob. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live from the sports tactical. the governor the sports governor all right let's wrap this show up man we got tasty talk tuesday already underway we're gonna be heading on over there edwin eddie let me tell you something eddie escobar two run double twins on top two to one two outs base hit should bring home Another run. Let's see what the Twins do. Thank you. Sports done right. Vince Wright, the sports governor. Jenny from Grantsburg, Wisconsin, checking in. Says her and her man, Mike, always listening to Minnesota in capital letters. Minnesota's sports governor. Uh, I told you, man, we are growing in western Wisconsin. A lot of Minnesota transplants, unfortunately, wound up over there. But they're listening. And, hey. Don't let them Wisconsin folks fool you, man. Since I'm a fan of Lion and Kugel beer, they love Minnesota sports governor as well. RC says, Mo, I believe LeBron and George would work. We know who would take the last shot, and George is a good defender. Same with Leonard. But what would be enough to dethrone Golden State? Not sure. Very good point. Want to also welcome here in our Spreaker.com chat room here on Sports Done Right the lovely Tori Lee, host of Tori in the Morning, Spreaker.com, X-Squad affiliate. She says she saw the alert stopping by. Say hi, have a great show. Thank you very much. Actually ending the show here, but make sure you go back and you, that's the great thing about being on Spreaker, folks. You can listen on demand anytime you want in the car, on the plane, the mega bus, on your way to the mega church, throw on the sports gov and get caught up on not only what's happening in Minnesota, but the Big Ten, the upper Midwest. And, you know, we got fans all around the world. We talk SEC. We, we, we cover it all here. So sports done right. Your one stop shop for sports information. All right. Little Prince remix there. Most beautiful girl in the world. Lauren Hill doing the doo-wop. That thing. What if this is as good as it gets with Tiger Woods? Sit back, ponder that thought for a minute, golf fans out there, as we end this show. What if, and me and my friend were talking about this, actually a couple friends over the weekend. What if this is it? What if this just happens to be as good as it can get for Tiger Woods? A couple top fives, some top tens, you know, some top 20s, a couple missed cuts here and there. What if this is it? My friend said, Gov, how long would you give Tiger Woods just playing as he's playing now? 
and and taking the U.S. Open out of it, by the way, which obviously he had a horrible U.S. Open. But how long did you give Eldrick Tiger Woods? And I said, that is a very good question because I, I don't know if Tiger... At 40, well, excuse me, was he 40 or 41? You can go on the senior tour when you're 50. I don't know if, if, again, now this is all predicated on him playing as he is playing right now. I I don't know if he can do another eight, nine years of this and just keep, just kind of keep chugging along. I don't know if he has the interest to. You know, you can talk about the body holding up and the knee and, and the back and everything else. I just don't know if he has the interest to. So I think we have a two-year window. Because I think, I think he can hold the interest for the next two to three years. But if he can't win a tournament in the, in that time, he's got to win, not only that, win a couple. I'm not even talking majors. I'm just talking a PGA tournament. I mean, we, for him to stay interested, there's going to have to be some hardware at some point. I'll finish my thoughts on Tiger real quick. I just want to make sure I get in the chat room here before we end the show. Mochi sounds like we got some NBA talk still happening. I don't think so. They still need a knockdown shooter in the bench. Uh, Again, that is talking about LeBron and George working together. RC says Mo. They'll get that depending on where they end up. RC says knockdown shooters are a dime a dozen in the NBA. Very valid point. Back to Eldrick. So that's what we have. We have a two-year window with Tiger Woods, in my humble opinion, to see if his interest level is still there. Everything else is blowing in Tiger's direction. He's got to find a way to hit the ball in the fairway, and if he can do that, I think he can win some multiple tournaments. He's been close a few times, but you can't. Again, you can't spray drives into the rough, out of bounds, in the trees, in the bushes. You can't do that. And that's still a wee bit of the problem for Tiger Woods. And his putter has left him very recently as well. He was putting so well just a few weeks ago. So we will see where uh, Tiger plays next here. But I, I hope he finds a way. Everybody does. I mean, he's got the whole world behind him now. He's got a new generation of fans coming up. All these younger kids who probably only know Tiger Woods from the cover of that golf video game that they played. Now getting a chance to see him in real life. Getting the feel of what Tiger Mania can be when he is at these tournaments. When you follow him around a major And the next major being the British Open coming up here in about a month. So we'll we'll get another chance there. But 
Brooks Kepka is the winner of this year's U.S. Open. Congratulations to him because he is a back-to-back winner of a U.S. Open, and that never happens. So we'll, we'll give that to you, Brooks. And it was funny because the last person who did it was Curtis Strange, who was working the Fox telecast and interviewing him. So that was kind of a cool little moment there. But So with that, sports done right is done tonight. The Gov is off, got to catch a flight. <laughs> nah. Gov's going to enjoy a nice weekend up north on the lake with the wife. I hope you all have a great week. It was good to be back. I hope to be back next week. We're going to be working on some interviews, have some more fun segments coming up during the summer. Obviously, the the slower time for sports. Oh, and by the way, we'll have a little World Cup news on the next show there. We'll see what teams are moving on. Russia looking very good early on. Japan with the upset over Colombia. Twins fan Barrios is heading out of the game, getting a nice round of applause. Twins are up 2-1. See if he gets the win. Top of the seventh. One out. All right. One love, everybody. Be safe out there in them streets. Don't let the bad crap get you down too bad. Because there's still a lot to be living for. Still a lot of good in the world, man. I know it doesn't seem like it lately. A lot of stuff happening in the news. A lot of people arguing politics, border, this, that, everything. One day at a time, people. One day at a time. All right. So Mocha says Viva Mexico. Yeah, Mexico looking good early on here in the World Cup as well. Um, England. See what they'll be able to do here. But. Keep an eye open. We'll have some scores and some movement for you next week. All right, y'all. Thank you very much for listening to Sports Done Right. want to say what up to my daughter, Sydney Wright. Her and the First Lady are out of town this evening. They're actually up at a golf tournament. So wishing Sydney luck. Wishing her all the best. Dad loves you. And again, everybody have a great night. Tasty Talk Tuesday is already on. So make sure you... you Stumble on over there. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor, coming to you from the Twin Cities. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can follow Sports Done Right on Instagram, Sports Done Right, and on Facebook, Sports Done Right as well. All right, y'all. Everybody be cool. Looks like RC's looking forward to Trump coming to Duluth tomorrow. That's right. I forgot he's coming back to Minnesota tomorrow. RC, here's the weird thing. And the weird thing about that last election, I'm going to get on out of here. Minnesota has been hailed for pretty much being a Democratic state for the most part. You know, lately it has definitely been more purple. We have had... As we do now, a Republican-controlled state legislature. We've had a couple of more moderate Republican governors. But Donald Trump only lost this state by, I think, about 14,000 votes. There, If I went to Vegas, there would be no way I would have ever guessed Donald Trump would come that close in that last election to taking Minnesota of all states. 
But que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be, they say. All right, you guys, have a great night. Let's go, Minnesota Twins. Let's go, Chicago Cubbies. I want to say what up to my Chicago family and all my friends down there in the ATL, X-Squad affiliates, what's up? And everybody else as well. Big Mike, always listening in Eden Prairie. Uh, Cindy, everybody else who checked in as well. You guys have a great night. I'm going to go crack a cold one before I head off the bed here after this game. Be cool and be safe. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Center for Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night.